Welcome to the podcast where Beast Mode meets Manifesting Goddess. We are here to chase our dreams while in a magnetic, high vibrational state. Crushing your goals can feel like self-care. I'm your host, Kayla Van Egdom, and I am so excited to help you slay and thrive. Hello, and welcome back to the Slay and Thrive podcast. I hope you are all having an amazing week, and I also hope that this podcast will make it a little bit better. This is actually a podcast I've wanted to do for a while now, and I just wanted to time it at the right spot. And I actually figured the best time to do this would be right after my interview with Lori Ann King. And that interview was podcast 14, and we talked all about feminine finance, spending and saving from a place of alignment, and also about eliminating limiting beliefs and patterns around money. It was a great one to go back to if you haven't listened yet. But how I actually first came across Lorianne King was through her teaching and coaching around the topic of manifesting. And this was back in 2017, and my life was never the same afterwards. Up until that point, I had been almost entirely in my masculine energy. I ignored my emotions and my intuition, and I just pushed and worked really hard to get the things I wanted. Then I discovered that we can actually use our feminine energy both to become the energetic match for our desires and also to make progress easier. And what we can also do is actually use the same energy that we're trying to manifest and we can start to feel that way now instead of waiting, which honestly feels so much better. Before we go any further, I just want to take a moment to talk about what manifestation means to me and how I approach it. There's all kinds of different ways people look at it or how they use it. And I think it can be very personal depending on who the person is and how they operate best. So to me, manifesting is all about keeping the focus on my desires instead of on the things I don't want, which I actually did for a very long time to my detriment. And then manifesting is also about believing that I am the author and creator of my own reality and that I can use my thoughts, energy, emotions, and intuitive aligned action to be this creative force. Like I said, I stumbled across Lori Ann King in 2017 and I was on a mission to pay off all my debt and I was doing it in ways that were all about working hard and efforting. So I had my full-time job and then I was also working quite a few hours on the weekend as well. And I did this for months on end. I don't even remember how long anymore, but not a lot of days off, just going hard on uh, paying off my debt. So right around this time was when I started my manifesting journey. So I started working with Lori Ann King and I started believing that I could become a match for more abundance and make paying off my debt easier. And it worked. I enrolled in this manifesting course 
And honestly, about a week or two later, I ended up with an unexpected $3,500 in the mail. It completely blew my mind and I was a believer and drinking the Kool-Aid from that point on. And things like that happen all the time now. My ex actually used to get a bit resentful sometimes because she didn't understand why money always seemed to magically surface whenever I wanted or needed it. And it always came from these seemingly random places. But then I realized I could use these same tactics in other places. The biggest game changer was when I started to use these same manifesting powers to change my body and my eating habits. I still put in the work. I didn't sit around visualizing my perfect body and having it come, but the energy around what I was doing changed. I went from being miserable and trying to lose weight very quickly at all costs and then self-sabotaging every few days to getting this amazing clarity on how I wanted my relationship with food and body to be. And then I began to create it from this gentler, more positive place. And weirdly enough, this actually made progress happen faster. So I'd already been practicing these different strategies in many other areas. And all this practice led to my best manifestation ever. At first, I was actually going to call this episode my best manifestation ever, but I didn't think that would do the episode justice. Because while this has been my best manifestation ever in terms of what I manifested, this isn't an episode about how amazing that manifestation was and is and continues to be almost a year later. This is an episode about why that manifestation worked out as beautifully as it did. And my intention for this episode is to equip you with tools and strategies so you can get out there and manifest like a goddess. So what was my greatest manifestation ever? Without question, by a long shot, my current relationship. And this is coming from someone who once titled themselves a douchebag magnet and even wrote a book about it in my early 20s. You cannot find the book. I unpublished it. It was just not great. Fortunately, I shifted out of that pattern with my relationships after moving towns. My last partner was fantastic, but they weren't the right long-term match for me, especially as I did a lot of growing and developing over the past few years. When that relationship ended, I felt like I had more freedom to acknowledge the feelings I had for my current boyfriend. And these were actually feelings I'd had for a long time, but I tried to resist them and ignore them for well over a year. And there were a number of reasons for this. I knew that I had never felt this way about anyone else, but I also knew that I could be way off base about everything. Deep down, it felt like there was this incredible potential for the greatest romance I'd ever been in, but I also had to wonder if this was my wild writer's imagination getting carried away. I mean, at the time when these feelings really started to surface, we were stuck in lockdown, so I could have just spending way too much time in my imagination. But even before that, I had these feelings that were incredibly insistent 
and incredibly strong. As much as I tried, there was no amount of white knuckle willpower that could make them go away. And that led to me finally facing them and surrendering to whatever I was feeling. And that ended up leading to my best manifestation ever. Before we started dating, I used to tell myself that I had these unrealistic expectations. That there was no way it could be as amazing as I dreamed about it being. But it's been better. A hundred times better. Better in ways I couldn't have ever expected. And it also happened sooner than I could have imagined as well. I think there were a few reasons for this. And that's what I'm going to be diving into today. These four tips for epic manifesting. These were the approaches I used when manifesting my dream relationship, but they translate everywhere else too. Honestly, after I manifested the best love relationship ever, I realized that I could approach everything else in my life in the same way and use these same tips. So now I use them in my finances, my career, my health, and I'm working on getting similar results in all those places. And these tips have made every area of my life a thousand times better. So let's get into the tips. Tip number one, generate the feelings you want to feel as you're working on the manifestation. This is a big one because I think so often we wait to feel good. We think we're going to feel good when we have the body, the relationship, the new job, whatever it might be. But if you're trying to manifest something and you feel resentful or fearful or you're operating from scarcity while you're doing it, you're not getting maximum benefit. So while I was working through my feelings, I actually hired a coach back in May of last year, I believe. And I told this coach that what I felt for my current boyfriend was the purest, most unselfish affection I'd ever felt for anyone. And just allowing myself to feel the full range of my emotions brightened every area of my life. I became the most high vibration person I knew. I was honestly skipping and floating around and I had all the people in my life commenting on how much happier and lighter I seemed all of a sudden. And I still get that on a regular basis. This man can walk into a room like a year later and I just feel my soul light up like a Christmas tree. I know that is so corny, but it's also true. And I believe that if you're thinking about whatever it is you're trying to manifest and your soul doesn't light up like a Christmas tree, then there is some serious room for improvement. If the emotions feel good, you are on the right track. And let's use another non-relationship example. Maybe you're trying to manifest your ideal body. Let that excite you. Let that fill you with excitement and confidence and a sense of accomplishment. Feel what you'd feel if you had already achieved it. Imagine looking in the mirror and feeling the pride and appreciation in yourself for doing the hard work and changing your habits. If you're instead trying to manifest your ideal body, 
but all you can think about is how you hate the way you look and you can't stop eating pie every night, you're going to feel disgusted and fearful and frustrated. And these emotions have their place and you don't want to ignore them, but you also don't want to stay stuck in them because it's from this place of love, appreciation, and joy that we become the creators of the reality we actually want. I think that the strength of the positive emotions I felt around this whole situation were the biggest reason why it was such a successful manifestation. I know for me personally that joy and love are two emotions that help me the most when I'm trying to manifest. So start to think about this for yourself. What emotions make you feel the best? How can you start to feel more of them when you're thinking about moving towards your dreams? Tip number two is to use your feminine energy. As I've talked about before, I used to be so deep into my masculine energy and I didn't make any space for my feminine. I think this is probably a big part of what pushed away every other male I ever pursued in the past. Looking back at how I showed up in my 20s, I can see how much ego and forcing was involved when I was trying to get some guy to like me. I once had a friend tell me that I would reverse friend zone guys, which meant that they would initially be interested, but then I would come on too strong and scare them away. I definitely did this a lot. And to this day, I'm still not a damsel in distress who's going to be allowing themselves to sit back and get rescued. That is just not my jam. But I have been able to soften and get better at practicing surrender and being receptive. I honestly think that I pursued the men, not even men, guys, in my past so relentlessly and so destructively because the stakes were low. I was definitely in lust with them, but I don't think there was ever any depth or substance. And that wasn't their fault. It was me. I was still way too deep into my own wounds and hadn't healed anything for this to be the reality. So I think what I honestly did was turn these guys into almost objects or conquests. I didn't want to be the one that was the object or the conquest, so I thought that if I objectified them first, I would win. And you can probably imagine how wonderfully that went every single time. But this time, probably 10 years later almost now, things were very different. I'd known this man for almost two years already, and we had become friends over the years, and I knew what an amazing person he was. I also knew that he'd been through a lot and probably wouldn't be ready to date for a long time, if he even ever wanted to date me. And I could remember telling my mom back in spring of last year that I really just wanted to be his friend and support him, and if something happened down the road, that would be amazing. In the meantime, this was an opportunity for me to practice patience and making sure I wasn't attaching to specific outcomes. That's the other thing that really made the difference, along with having a more feminine, gentle approach to manifestation. I didn't attach to a specific outcome or timeline. I really didn't know if he'd ever return my feelings. 
but I decided that I was going to manifest a relationship with him or with someone else who sparked the same amazing depth of emotions and connection. After feeling this way about him, I wasn't going to settle for anything less. So when I was manifesting, I held the intention of this relationship or something better, if that existed, which I don't think it does. But honestly, I may have cheated a little bit. When you're setting intentions on what you want to manifest, you can get there a lot faster and have a lot more clarity by spending some time journaling about what you want to create. And then you want to make sure you revisit that journal entry on a regular basis. Most of my journal entries around this was about the bigger picture stuff, how I wanted to feel, how I wanted to make him feel or her feel, how I wanted to support him and be supported, all that stuff. But I also wrote a bit about how I wanted my partner to show up and I basically described my current boyfriend's personality. And that's not to say there aren't other men out there who are smart, gentle, humble, and listen really well. But I was also creating space for this specific man if that was supposed to happen. Being in your feminine is all about being receptive. I like to think of it as this big energetic container that we can fit all kinds of things into. And the more specific and attached we get, the more we cut ourselves off from the possibility of something even better. We don't know what we don't know. We're actually limited by what we've experienced up to this point or by what we can imagine. But what if there's something outside of the realm of our imagination that is infinitely better that we wouldn't have even thought to consider because of our frame of reference? Leave room for what you want or something even better. You're going to be amazed at what comes your way sometimes. Tip number three is creating as much certainty around your manifestation as possible. When I say certainty, I'm actually referring to two different things. The first is the sense that whatever it is you want is already on its way to you. It's in the mail. It's inevitable. It's a matter of when, not if. If you bring that kind of certainty to anything, you will get it and you'll make getting it easier. But again, this doesn't mean getting caught up in the specifics. I decided I was going to have a relationship where I felt the way I did for my boyfriend and I stopped leaving room for anything else. I knew if I could feel the way I did, it could happen. Sure, there might be brief doubt sometimes. That's normal. That's part of being human. So you want to feel that doubt and then shift your attention back to your desires. And this is actually a little embarrassing, but I want to be my full embarrassing self on the podcast. I actually started calling my boyfriend my future husband before we even started dating. And it was mostly said playfully, but deep down I kind of felt that and believed that. Not kind of, I did. And this poor man had no idea I even liked him yet. And I was gushing to my mom and sister and friends about this amazing man I was going to marry one day. And all of them started believing it too. I remember my sister once saying something like, you should save all these messages you're writing about him and read them out loud at your wedding, which we are definitely not doing. 
I think I've embarrassed myself enough for one podcast in one lifetime. But the point is, the people around me started believing it too. Because I was acting as if. Because I was this certain that I could have this kind of relationship. The other part of certainty is creating a resistance-free desire. The clearer your desire is, the more likely you're going to manifest it. We've talked about resistance in past episodes, but just to refresh your memory, this can be anything, whether that's the stories about yourself or your life that aren't serving you, emotions that are blocked, past events that are still creating baggage, or maybe the belief that if you got whatever it is you desire, something bad would happen. I had a lot of resistance around this desire in the beginning for a lot of different reasons. The first is that I was in a different relationship when these feelings developed. So I had a lot of guilt and a lot of shame for even having these feelings up until the point where my last relationship ended. I also had a lot of hangups around being with men after past experiences. So there was a lot of resistance to unpack there. Then there was the fact that he was also a client, which made me feel terrible for a long time and was the reason I tried so hard to ignore and repress these feelings. I felt unprofessional. I felt like a bad trainer. I felt like this poor man was just trying to get fit and healthy after going through a terrible loss. And here I was with this stupid crush on him. I worried that one day I was going to lose my job over this and have a reputation for being one of those trainers. I thought I'd end up disgraced and everyone in town would think I was a terrible person. I can be a little dramatic sometimes. So there was definitely resistance in the beginning, but I went to work on eliminating all the things that were causing the resistance. My previous relationship ended, which left me single and free to be interested in whoever I chose. I actually stayed single for quite a few months afterwards because I wanted that chance to work through my stuff. And I did. I worked through my issues with men. I reread my employee contract three different times to see if there was anything that forebode me from dating a client. And there wasn't, fortunately. And things kept unfolding so wonderfully as the weeks progressed and all the doubts and fears continued melting away. It really did start feeling inevitable. And the more the resistance melted away, the more I became convinced that this manifestation would absolutely happen. My fourth and final tip is to enjoy the unfolding of your manifestation. Or said another way, enjoy the journey. I am going to do an entire episode on this one day because it is that important and it applies regardless of what you're trying to manifest. If you're feeling anxious or tense or unhappy while you're trying to manifest, you are missing out on so much of the enjoyment that comes from manifesting. I was listening to something by Abraham Hicks once and they said something along the lines of, you don't want the manifestation, you want the manifesting. And that has always stuck with me. And I think it's so true. What feels good isn't just the achievement of whatever it is you're trying to achieve. 
you actually spend like a short time like having the achievement. You spend way more time on the path to getting there. So it can feel good to take the little baby steps. It feels amazing to see the evidence that what you're doing is working. If you celebrate the wins along the way, because there's going to be so many, that feels fantastic. That's what feels good. When you actually achieve the thing, there's a fleeting moment of satisfaction and joy. And then that's done. You're probably on to manifesting your next thing. You actually spend way more time in the process of manifesting something than you actually do with the manifestation. So it is vital to enjoy the journey. I celebrated every single moment that led up to the day I actually started dating my boyfriend. Every conversation we had, every email he sent me, every hike we went on together, every random compliment or laugh we shared. I often wondered if my mom and sister and best friends ever got sick of me updating them on every single interaction, but it was so exciting and I was just so joyful about everything. And I had fully expected that if we ever were to start dating, it would be a while. I knew he had been through a lot and figured he might not be able to date for a while. I thought maybe by Christmas we might start dating if he liked me back, but I didn't care. I knew he was amazing and worth the wait, and I was just enjoying every little bit of getting to know him and getting closer to him, even if it was strictly as friends for most of that time. We actually ended up dating almost two and a half months earlier than I had expected, but even if that hadn't been the case, it wouldn't have mattered. I was just excited and thrilled by every little change in our relationship, and that made the final manifestation so much better. So this was an example involving a relationship, but these four tips can help you manifest anything more quickly and more happily. I have now started applying these four tips to everything I'm trying to manifest, and it makes all the difference. And it's really opened up my eyes to new possibilities. I've realized that if it can be this good in an area of life that used to cause me perpetual frustration and disenchantment and unhappiness and misery, then everything else can feel way better too. So to recap, the first tip is to figure out the emotions you want to feel and then getting to work on generating those emotions while you manifest your desires. The second was to be in your feminine energy and to be receptive and leave space for what you want or something even better. The third is to have that certainty, both in just knowing it's going to happen and in also eliminating as much resistance as you can. And finally, enjoy the unfolding because that really is such an amazing part. I hope you found this helpful. I'd love to hear what you are working on manifesting. Have an amazing rest of your day and week, and we will see you in the next episode.